For all of you who listen to Mackie Second Floor Studios Presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 20. Woo! (laughs) Just out of nowhere. It should be episode whatever the elemental number for iron is. I looked it up for you, Jamie. What's that? Uh, the steel anniversary for, for oh, marriage is the 11th anniversary. Oh, we already missed it. should have been episode 11. Shoot. What an asshole, Kyle. I blew it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Let's wrap this up. Yep. It's a short episode this week. You guys might have heard a couple little giggles. Little giggles. You wanna, Jamie, you want to tell us who the hell that is? That's the second half of the badmovietwins.com duo. That's... That's my brother, uh, Patrick, who has been helicoptered in from the UK uh, because we were missing a couple of the regular hosts and dropped into the submarine to uh, to host with us. It's only 1 a.m. here. And yeah, and very luckily, we had an enthralling film for me to watch this week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To keep you awake. Yeah. You literally just watched it. So you're way more up to date on this than I am. I watched this days and days ago. Oh, I watched it last night. But when you you text me and said, hey. Should Patrick be on it? I looked at my watch. I thought, there's only like four hours. Is he going to be able to do this? Not awake. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Patrick, you and your brother love bad movies. Yes. Yep. And this is a bad movie. Yeah. I mean, it, in terms of like the actual rating on IMDb and stuff like that, it's a bad movie. So I did think it was a perfect one for him to uh, to hop on. And Not perfect. Test. Like Don Periscope would have been would have been perfect. Whatever. That was uh, a great movie. That is slander. But no, like these, these are a little bit too uh, small, basically. For it's too for small for the badmovietwins.com because it has to be released to theaters. This was clearly, definitely not. That'd been crazy. We looked it up and it was like released to 800 theaters. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome. You usually don't get to watch movies of this caliber. No. Yeah, this was a legitimately bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. So oh my word, is Brom, Brom looking to make some redemption points right now? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, trying to, trying to, he's, I thought for sure you were going to give it like an 8.0 uh, rating here. He's like, I love this movie. And then we have to stuff you into that torpedo tube and get you out of here. I am so far out of the torpedo tube right now. It's crazy. I'm like up in the yeah. front of the ship. <laughs> it's a boat. <laughs> yeah, it's a boat, man. That, that gets you right back in. Damn it, I'm back in the tube. Near the head. I learned that last episode, actually. Dive, dive. <laughs> What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Uh, I feel like it's getting shorter. All this nonsense we say at the top is just getting shorter and shorter as yeah. Kyle gets exasperated with it. He's like, like, all right, yeah, this, is, this is the weirdest part in editing. Let's cut it down. Yeah, let's get rid of it. <laughs> what if that's like the favorite part for some of our viewers?
it's not for sure. (laughs) You and your words today, Brom. I am so upset with you. What'd I say? Viewers. Listeners, my bad. I'm sorry, guys. It's all right. I'm just cramming myself in that torpedo tube. Mm-hmm. And you're reaching out, trying to grab it and close it yourself. <laughs> I'm going to use that uh, emergency evacuation lever that was mentioned in below, or not below, damn it. Uh, Black Sea. <laughs> Black Sea. Yeah, Black Sea. Actually, I wasn't in Black Sea. You had to do it from the outside because they didn't have- Well, yeah, but Jude Law lied about it. I think it was Ice Station Zebra, I think, had the emergency ejection things. Well, whatever. Let's not be picky about it. Anyways, uh, so, Brom, what uh, what movie did we watch this week? Just for official. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a fork in the uh, Top Gun joke, and I'm going to just come out and say we watched the 1997 Gary Busey and Billy D. Williams film, Steel Sharks. That's true. Actually, it's kind of offensive they call it a Gary Busey and Billy D. Williams film. I mean, Billy Warlock is clearly the main character of this film, and yet he gets no credit. He's never on, like, he's barely on the posters. He's never talked about as, like, the main characters. It's but always his name's up people. there. Billy D. Williams sits in a chair and just says yes. a couple words, and then they're like, it's not Billy. He was, he, he <laughs> was a it. little low energy. Yeah, he was. Uh, he looked like at times that he was looking off screen to read some cue cards. <laughs> he was like, mm-hmm. what does it say? He's like putting on reading glasses, like... And uh, we can hear the something. I don't know. <laughs> like, keep it. His best deep, cut. <laughs> deep, sonorous voice was putting me to bed. That's all I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is this was the most subdued I've ever seen Gary Busey. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. oh, wow. oh, my God. He was doing some Gary Busey things throughout the film, but like in a very, very quiet way. Right. It was almost like he was doing like crazy shit and the director's like, okay, I can... I can't stop him. I can only hope to contain him. And then was doing a bunch of like prevent defense on him. Like, okay, try that really long story you just said, but like pull down the volume a little bit. He's like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was not like I've ever seen him. Maybe drink this cold medicine before you do the next one. He's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I didn't know this this version of Gary Busey existed, if I'm being quite honest. <laughs> no, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, let's get into this, uh, get into this summary. Um, one thing I will mention is usually I have the Wikipedia page, uh, synopsis up, uh, on my computer or my, uh, the papers that I print out, um, just to keep me flowing. I was disappointed to find out that, uh, Wikipedia did not have any evidence that this film existed. And <laughs> no, I actually false, went out after false on Gary Buse's filmography. It has a little That's red true. link indicating that the page does not exist. So there we go. They did have a stub. They had a stub to tell you that such a film may have existed, but they have not had anyone <laughs> spend the time <laughs> to make a Wikipedia page for it. And uh, all our listeners can uh, be very welcome that I did create a draft today and submit it for review. So um, this now has a Wikipedia or will have a Wikipedia page in the future uh, with some little factoids that I found during my research for the trivia of this film. Which is amazing because when Jamie got here, I even asked him, I said, did you find any trivia? Because I found nothing. Oh, I did deep research on this. You have to. <laughs> I dive deep for real. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, we open uh, with a news report and it's telling us that there's been a revolution in Iran. And that a new, uh, they've overthrown the leaders there and simultaneously a UN inspector, a chemical weapons inspector in Iraq, uh, who was there to check chemical weapons. He had been kidnapped from Iraq and is suspected that he's being held or known, I guess, that he's held in Iran and that uh, they're afraid that he will spill the secrets and allow this new government, which they're not so sure about, uh, to create their own chemical weapons. My second note in my notation here is just weird how accurate um, this could be. Yeah, it really is 
quite <laughs> applicable to today, given that it was made 20 years ago. <laughs> it's almost so not scary. much has changed over there. No. So um, they're determined to stage a rescue attempt, and so we get a, a couple scenes of them kind of detailing that they need to get this team together, and we get uh, a little scene of the, a team practicing. So we get this thing where, oh my god, are they already doing the rescue mission? My god, look at them destroy these people. And uh, it turns out that it's all simulation. They're just doing a training exercise and someone gets injured. And I did find it hilarious. This guy falls over and he's like, oh, he's injured. And I was like, oh, he got injured during the thing. And they're like, he's got appendicitis. He can't continue. I was like, wait, he just randomly had appendicitis in the middle of the thing? Like, just fell over. I was convinced he had got hit in the balls the way he was like rolling around. I was like, he got hit in the balls. It's going to be a big joke. He probably was. And they just wanted to not be so embarrassing for him. He's like, oh, it's that appendicitis. Can't do it. It's like, no, he got hit in the junk real hard. Yeah. He's be out for a couple weeks somebody's like thank god those improv classes paid off (laughs) (laughs) this is actually an inaccuracy for uh, a military exercise like this if you have a real injury during an exercise like this the call out is real world real world and they said oh we got an injury over here so (laughs) i'm like oh that's not correct (laughs) is that for real yeah that's for real i'm learning i learn things every day um, so at the same time, we see this group and they need a new new member and enters are a young man hero um, played by Billy Warlock, uh, who's visiting the grave of uh, his Vietnam uh, veteran father uh, who had died, died in combat. Did you did you notice his like his sweet outfit? The baggiest, most flowing, luxuriously large jacket I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> and then the yeah. most white, like they might as well have been snow white jeans. Like that's how washed yeah, I was gonna out. Say, I, 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 in my mind's eye, it was that he was wearing uh, giant 90s jeans. <laughs> but no, the color was the best one because it was like it was they were so light. They were just so light. <laughs> it was great. I do want to I do want to throw out a quick question for everyone. So if you had to guess Billy Warlock's height, what would it be? I would say like five, five three. Five, he was five. really short. Five three. Yeah. So they list him as five seven, which I think no is a bold face lie. <laughs> that is no way. definitely not the case. He's like five four. Yeah. For sure. One hundred percent. So anyways, he's at his uh, father's grave and he's got his lucky coin, his ha- uh, half dollar uh, fifty cent piece, and he's like, I got you still got your coin, it's gonna keep me safe. You never even reach twenty five and I'm about to turn twenty five and up drives uh someone who hops out and is like we got to go. You're part of this new like team that's going well, to rescue. It was kind of like a, a secretive, you know, military car, yeah. but the car just looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. Like something. It was like my first car. I got a Monte. I drove a Monte Carlo from '95. This wasn't much better than that. Wow, a Monte Carlo from '95. My first car was a like a 1988 uh, Volvo. It was that's sweet. Uh, false. It was definitely not 1988. It was, def- was it? it was like an 86 or 85. Yeah. Or whatever. Oh, it's two, two years off. Oh, man. Uh, I'm sure I guess I'm supposed to be it wasn't as, quite as, as gloriously boxy once they got to 88. I'm just saying. And maybe. <laughs> Curved out those edges yeah. by the end. I thought that dude that rolled up in the car, though, I thought he was a giant because at that point I didn't realize that Billy right. Warlock was just a tiny little guy. So tiny. Like that dude. Huge. 
It's like seven foot tall. Ten foot? (laughs) So anyways, they're flown out to an aircraft uh, commanded by Billy D. Williams, and he's in command of the entire fleet. And they kind of lay out their mission. So they're going uh, to the city in uh, this coastal city in Iran. They're going to get dropped off by a uh, submarine, and they're going to go in and rescue this uh, scientist and then get the fuck out of there and get get back on the submarine and get out. Pretty clean, easy, in and out kind of stuff. One of the problems, though, that they lay out is that the sniper's got a a hard job because he can't actually see everywhere around so he get he can get a position but he's going to have trouble kind of making sure that they're not going to get caught mm-hmm. and that's a little foreshadowing for us and something to note here is the name of this team of navy seals is the steel sharks yes that's right they actually mentioned it only once yeah they'll assemble the steel sharks yeah i think they steel also steel sharks forever <laughs> that was yeah they did mention <laughs> yeah, that theme song <laughs> <laughs> i guess they mentioned a whole bunch of them because every time they came on screen that theme song came chimed yeah, in it was awesome uh they were actually they seem i think they mentioned they were seal team two but i i feel like they only said that once too four better than six i don't know the order the, of these the, la- the ladder board i assume it's a ladder board they're number two now. Maybe. It's like DEFCON 1, 2, that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, so maybe they're really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really dangerous. Um, but it's kind of funny here. You're getting, you're getting interactions with them, oh, yeah. and uh, Billy Warlock is, you know, nervous. He's a little nervous. A little and, serious. Yeah, and he starts he starts going up to the, you know, commander. Permission to speak with you? Eight o'clock reports. Make all reports to the executive officer in the officer's room. I'm just feeling... Um, Rogers, you're part of the top ten that made the grade. You wouldn't be here if you weren't the best. She said, I've never seen this kind of action, sir. No way that's going on. The SEAL team, no way. <laughs> you're like, dude, I'm about to risk my life with you, yeah. and you're having second thoughts over here? You are you are a communications officer. <laughs> Get your fucking shit in line. That's probably what would actually happen. <laughs> yeah. Billy Work would cry, a little a tear would get out of his eye. And then you get punched. Yeah, probably. Cry. So this this sequence, are they are they on this they're on the submarine at this point? Not yet. No, they're, they're kind of packing up and they're joshing about and they're kind of like one guy's making fun of his coin. He's like, look at this pussy with his coin. And then uh someone else stuck him at Howie, like he can order beer in like a million languages and all kinds of stuff. And then they head to the submarine. They get helicoptered in, dropped Just off. Just like Patrick got into the submarine. Yes. yes. But this was, that was the point in which they made the first of two welfare jokes that I didn't understand, right? Oh, what was that one? I didn't... So the first time they say, aren't you going to retire and then and then you'll live off welfare and be rich? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You, they do it twice. And then Gary Busey's like, oh, I, I, I'm on food stamps. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are these jokes? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about how like once they're out of the, once they're like in the, or out of the Navy, they'll end up on welfare, welfare or they're currently basically yeah. working on welfare. I don't know. Yeah. That was, that was interesting. That, it was, that was super strange. Clearly someone who These was A-list actors that. are trying to relate to the common man. Maybe. Well, so I couldn't tell if there was like a racial component to it. I assume not. Uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it was yeah, I don't it, in so. the interactions with the two black people in the group was when it came up and I was like, okay, now that you mention it. <laughs> crazy. So uh, on board, we meet our, meet our captain, uh, Gary Busey. And I had a lot of high hopes for this. I thought for sure he'd be just like stark naked Gary Busey, his dick's totally out. Like, I'm the captain now. Yeah. Like telling crazy jokes and stories. Huge and grin. But he was just a, seemed like a normal guy. He was friends with the the main, uh, the team captain or team leader of the SEAL team. And they're like, be safe out there. Like, we'll be here when you get back. And you, we got like five minutes, 10 minutes, and we'll be in the drop off zone. I was like, Gary Busey, what are you doing here? Yeah. You're like a regular Joe actor right now. <laughs> but so here, uh, we all of a sudden, 
we find out that there are two Kila class subs in the area. Oh yeah, so they have to they have to they bypass have to, these. And they have to dive down to a thousand Iranian feet, subs. which is important mm-hmm. later for subs worldwide. Yep. And so they go down to a thousand. They kind of bypass these things, and they're much craftier than the Iranian subs. Don't worry about it. Because the Iranian right subs them. were just purchased, and they even have Russian people on board yeah. kind of training them how to use it. Yeah. So they, they know of two of them and they kind of, they get to a point and they drop off our, our seals and they go to the, in the insertion point and end up heading into this place. And they're basically slicing necks and snapping pe- people's necks all over really the place. Long they're, time. they're just killing people as they go through this, this place. They actually leave one room just filled with people. They're like, okay, they don't, we don't, let's not worry about them. Let's be quiet. We got to like do our thing. And they get all the way up to the, and the sniper climbs up to his little perch and he's kind of like hanging out, chilling, whatever. And uh, they get up to the room where the scientist is being interrogated, actively interrogated at the moment. And they look in, they do their little SEAL team stuff. They bust open the door and just like, like clockwork, just like take out everyone. And the scientist is sitting there. Mm -hmm. And so they're basically badasses all the way through at this point. And they untie him and he can, he can barely walk. He's been injured during all this like stuff and they start heading out and everything seems pretty good until the sniper sees like four people coming around. And of course we're intercutting to Billy D. Williams being like, let's get some like heat vision on this. And so we're not only seeing what they're seeing, but we're seeing like them see this like satellite heat vision image of it. They're like, there's four people coming around the edge. This was unnecessary. Do you know what what that reminded me of, Jamie? Behind enemy lines, the really bad overhead oh, view. Oh yeah, <laughs> we just watched that one. It oh, looks oh, it looks man. super fake either way. So whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was like an infinite number of Iranian revolutionary well, at this soldiers point, coming in. Once this point, so there's four people walking around, and the sniper's like, "I got him," and I'm like, "Wait, but there's only four. They could have probably like snuck around him or something." Instead, he's like destroys them with his sniper and everyone flows out. like the entire base wakes up like did you hear that giant explosive sniper rifle yeah i think we should maybe check it out because like everyone comes there's like it seems like hundreds of iranian soldiers oh it was just non-stop and i was actually sitting there being like oh my god like i read the synopsis on imdb and it talks about like terrorists taking over a u.s submarine like this really seems like they're just gonna get captured right here mm-hmm. and they do <laughs> Yeah, which, yeah. again, I was that, like, there is no way. You just, like, give yourself up? Yeah, right. Well, they did. Well, for the movie. Yeah, and then- uh, <laughs> Oh, it? so at this time also- yeah. One guy dies. Oh, yeah, one guy, the- Oh, no, not that guy. Somebody does die. The, the guy who could order beer in uh, yeah. 100 Oh, yeah, he he's dies. the one who dies. But also at this time, we keep getting cutovers to the Iranian sub yeah. and with the Russian this guy. This is the other Iranian sub. This is a new one. So they have a third Iranian sub that the U.S. didn't know about. Oh, yeah. And, and he's up. the one. They, they pop up. He's the wild card. Yeah, he's the real wild card. Oh, you better believe it. Because he's we, just like, hey, if we take all those seals and put them on our boat, the Americans won't attack us. They're yeah. Like, and the Russians guy like, slow your roll. Don't let's roll that dick right back up into your pants because like you're not ready for this. And he's like, I'm the captain of this boat. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. You're a crazy person. So I guess we'll go along with it. Yeah. I better Bring him on. This. Yeah. <laughs> and so, they, yeah, they give themselves up because, yeah, they got one of their members killed. The, uh, the, the kind of goofy guy, uh, kind of asshole guy, jerk, he gets shot as well. And uh, Billy Warlock's like, I was safe because of my coin. It's like, okay, man. And yes. uh, <laughs> sure. It would have made right. more sense if maybe he got shot right in the coin. Yeah, it been like, but ah! no, that coin did not save his life. That coin was just a coin he held in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a Family Guy episode where Mayor Adam West was talking about something. He's like, if you shoot me, I have a... 
piece of body armor hidden on my body somewhere exactly the size of a bullet. If you hit it, I will be unaffected. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what what happened yeah. here. So they're put onto the submarine, and now the U.S. is flipping shit. Like, they don't really know what's going on. And Busey, as the captain, is kind of, like, listening and trying to listen with his sonar tech, like, trying to figure out, like, what's going on. And so we get some a scene with the, the ca- them captured on the boat, and they immediately take the leader of the SEAL team away. After pistol whipping the shit out of somebody. Oh, for sure. Like, all over the place. And they bring him in front of the captain, and the Russian guy's like... Hey, let's not be so rough with this guy, okay? Like, <laughs> like oh, everything's it's... fine. He's like, oh, you want to see rough? And then shoots him without getting any information. He's like, bring the next one in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so he's a crazy person. not screwing around. No, no, no. Yeah, he, at this point, he's only wearing a shirt. He's taking his pants totally off, and everyone's like, this is real weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I'm definitely the captain. Can't you see? And now the steel sharks are concocting a plan. In oh, there. yeah. And very rightfully, they've heard this, these gunshots and they're like, uh, maybe we should just escape, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, escape. Like, that's basically the plan we have. And Gary Busey also, they hear through the sonar, they hear the gunshots and they're like, oh, shit, like, we better be following them, but keep a distance because we don't know what's going on. It seems like there might be some danger. And, you know, if I know them, if I know the SEAL team, like they're going to they're going to try to escape soon because that's mm-hmm. like protocol. Like, and escape. boom, they do escape easily, quite easily. Yeah. And then the theme song comes on. Steel shocks forever. Yeah. Lights flash. Boom. Can we do a all rights reserved on this? I feel like it's kind of like we already taken. To. I bet we could buy this. Right. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be hard. People no. don't even really know this movie exists. Nope. Only me, author of the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so it's actually funny. My The name I came up with was Brains uh, Submersion. That's who the author <laughs> of the Wikipedia page is. No big deal. Um, and so they, they split into two teams, one with the communications expert, which was, is really funny because they're like, we got to communicate. We better get up to the communication equipment. And they're like, okay. And they're like, we're going to split up the other guys. You go take the scientists and you get to the escape hatch. And they're like, okay. And immediately... They're walking down a hallway and they see some people and they just like start double tapping the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And they waste all their bullets by double tapping. They even say like, I ah, shouldn't double tap them. Except Gary Busey hears it through his sonar tech and it's like, that double tap, I, I recognize that double tap anywhere. Like that is my SEAL team. And we got to, we know that they've escaped and it's time to really like follow and do some maneuvers and stuff like that and really buy some time for them because we need to preoccupy everyone and, you know, make it easier for them to escape right time to do it and uh which is funny because now he already knows they're escaped except we, we have this other two people uh, going up to the bridge to try to communicate the exact same thing like, yes we got to communicate to them like all right well you already kind of did by just double tapping people you yeah. kind of do anything and it seems to like bucy was like a super genius ready to do it and um so the iranian captain figures out that steel sharks have escaped and Gary Busey's going to fall in behind them because, yeah. like you said, he needs to distract them. This is the second movie in a row where now we've – he even calls this boat a pig boat. Really? I yes. didn't even I didn't even notice that they – Yeah. That's right. I actually remember even when I was hearing it, I was like, oh, yeah, and then you, and then something about the pig boat. And then I it didn't register. That was because I had just listened to the previous episode. Yeah. We have not heard that at all in two movies in a row. It's like how depth charges were in like six movies in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no depth charges in this one. Did they call the torpedoes fish? They did not. Ah, damn they it. did suggest a mutiny. They did. 
Who suggested it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, God, it's been a really long time. It's been so long since we had fish. It was like the first six movies or something, and then like nary a fish mention to be seen. It's I know. Crazy. It's disgusting. I'm disgusted. The CGI of the uh, torpedo scene actually looked a lot like the Crimson Tide CGI. Really? Like almost. I'll have to go back and watch yeah, it. I I, I'd be type. interested in looking at it too. It, it might have been ripped directly from it. Probably. Uh, so, anyways, they're, they're kind of Busey's kind of touring with a sub. They're avoid. They're evading like torpedo attacks and stuff like that. Telling useless stories about pit bulls. It's really it, that, that's that's the only time that you get to see this real Busey come on. He takes this really long winded story about pit bulls and it's kind of like it's about how like a he had a pit bull and like. You know, it used to grab onto this rope that hung at a certain length. So what he thought he would do is he would lower it so it didn't hurt his teeth or something like that. And then, like, he lowered it, but it still grabbed the rope at the same spot, like, whatever. And then he evades the torpedo real quick. And he's like, see, sometimes, you know, they just they just go for where they think it's they're supposed to go for. And yeah. it's like this moral. The moral of the story is that he's a super genius that is like a crazy good sub captain. Great. All right. Yeah, no. I mean, I love the story. I wish it was even crazier, <laughs> but it's very <laughs> subdued just telling of the story. Yes. Yeah. Then the seals go into the kitchen, kill the cook. The cook yep. defends himself with a pepper mill, which yeah. is fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor, poor cook. I'm not really buying the idea that he's like a super criminal of some sort. No, he's just, just a cook. But but then this they, is where they the... real snap. They straight up snap his neck. Yes. I mean, so they 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 really go in there because they need to get some knives. They they're running out of bullets, so they need like other um, weapons. And mm-hmm. so the scientist kind of uses his science magic. He's like Mr. Wizard in there, like creating weapons. I guess like a a real bad version of Mr. Wizard though. You yeah. don't really want to have one where you're creating weapons for kids. <laughs> probably oh uh, yeah i guess your i haven't tried try this tear gas and yeah. this molotov and these things that look like roman candles you but walk in your kids light watching your friends it? on fire like what the fuck <laughs> what are you kids watching it's like netflix's new mr wizard it's great it's like what netflix <laughs> um not a sponsor uh but uh and so they they randomly BC randomly engages a second submarine. <laughs> Should mention that randomly a second sub the another Iranian submarine just kind of like pops up and he's like shoot it and then they blow it to smithereens immediately. And they like, didn't even make it clear that that wasn't the sub the Steel Sharks were on. Yeah, no, I thought they just ended it. Yeah, I'm, I'm everything's getting mixed in my brain at this point because it's so much like just like shot jumping from shot to shot because yeah. they at one point the other two people at one point get up to the communication bridge and they are able to do some morse code to say like we've escaped redundant already yes. said that. but then this is also important because they thought it could have been a you know a message from the iranians but they use the secret code word switchblade which switchblade. means get us out of here which is also a secret word that we had in one of our bad movie twins.com movies i spy i spy it was the secret plan that that eddie yeah. murphy and owen wilson were trying to get yeah wow fun facts probably stole it from this probably stole it from this almost certainly actually and so uh yeah there's a bunch of acts of war that happen but everyone seems totally fine with that i guess um definitely the u.s and iran are now at war uh, as a result of gary Busey's actions well they they decimated two-thirds of their navy apparently so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a problem yeah de- yeah definitely definitely not gonna be a great <laughs> thing afterwards yeah never deal with that probably 
And so uh, the first group finally uh, reaches the the escape hatch, and we get our you know that's the group that has like the scientists with them. They've they've used all their weapons to great effect. They've sprayed fire at people. They throw Molotov cocktails at people. They're tear gas, tear gas people. We get not a full body burn, but a full leg burn, which is almost as mm-hmm. good. It's about like one fourth as good as a full body burn. Someone's light, light leg lights on fire. I'm not sure if Patrick was uh, asleep at this point. I do I do remember this. I was probably shaken awake by the bright lights that were flashing <laughs> in my in my face. Yeah, and then, <laughs> fire. <laughs> they're like, "Wait, the people who went up to communication should have definitely got got here before before us." I'm like, "Wait, why? Oh, because you have all your weapon improvisation." Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really sure why they had to go somewhere else to do this communication. Fine, whatever. But anyways, they kind of get to a not the final boss, but the second final boss, Billy Warlock in the yeah. They the they they guy. get like the uh, the head of the kind of red berets or whatever it would be, Iranian guard. Whatever it is, uh, they he kind of corners them, and he's, he's like, got him at gunpoint. Got him at gunpoint. Screwed. They are real screwed. And then Billy Warlock remembers that he's got a magical coin in his possession that saves his life. So he quickly flips it up in the air. The Iranian guy's like, "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody's trying to attack you, you just throw something at him yeah. real quick for them to catch. Yeah. Oh, hey, and then. Sucker punch. <laughs> I would love to see them try to do that with the the Navy SEALs. And be like, just knock it out of the air and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Or just catches it and shoots him at <laughs> yeah, the same time. Like, just knocks it out of the air. Like, what was that? I want to see the prequel to this film, which is him as a kid in like middle school. But the coin is actually magic and like helps him <laughs> yeah. through troubles. And he's like, no, seriously, guys, it's a magic coin. And this is, it's, it'll make this movie just 10 times better. no because it's not magic at all but the guy gets distracted despite all his years of training as a trained killer he gets distracted by this coin in the air and they beat the shit out of him and i can't remember did they kill him probably yeah and then they head to the thing and again they communicate with the (laughs) summary he taps on the sub i'm like so wait why did you even have to go to thing you can just do morse code by tapping your gun on the submarine (laughs) why'd you why'd you have to go again why'd you have to go to the communication bridge stick together because all they did at the communication bridge was morse Morse code code anyway any morse codes the shit out of the side of the submarine i don't yeah. understand whatever we learned that from dolph yeah what did they do at the communications they contacted the submarine yeah they did they did a, a morse code using a, a a machine that they had in the communication so bridge. maybe so maybe now that they're primed to know that they're all alive they knew that they could still tap in but they could have used switchblade patrick you don't understand they could have used the code word switchblade oh true like immediately yeah, they could have done that. Anyway. Which they did. They did, <laughs> oh, I think. And we're almost, we're pretty close to the end. It's fine. Because they uh, communicate this and Gary Busey's like, time for my, you know. Triple deke. Yeah, for sure. It's Mighty Ducks triple deke. Because he's like, let's go down this very narrow, narrow chasm, crevasse, if you will. Uh, not an abyss. It's not the abyss. No. They go down this crevasse. And they're heading down there, and he just basically he like dekes them out. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I'm here, right? I'm right here. And they're like, oh, we're totally coming. We're gonna kill you. We're gonna definitely come for you. And they shoot a torpedo at the U.S. And Busey's like, sake, <laughs> he gets out of the way real quick. <laughs> and then the side of the canyon falls and hits the submarine, and it sinks. Yeah. And then they're on the bottom of the ocean, and the Russians like. You better slowly roll, put all your clothes back on, because like you're not really doing great as the captain. Let me quickly unzip my pants and like yeah, and they're like, hell's to the nah. He goes crazy, like shoots him. Yeah. They're like, blow the ballasts. Like we're going up and we're gonna do one more move. And then he goes up with the thing. By the way, the, the SEAL team's totally off the submarine at this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've escaped. They're they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> they're jetted hours ago. <laughs> and uh he rises for a second and Busey's like 
plays right into my hand and shoots him with a torpedo real quick <laughs> and blows into smithereens. Mm-hmm. In the exact same, actually, uh, image that we saw of the other submarine blowing smithereens. Yes. No wonder you were confused, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, uh, uh, then all we really get is they meet up in Beirut or Bahrain. Yep. And they're like, uh, ha 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 ha, like laughing and loving and high fiving and stuff. And then they're like, remember those we've lost. Two absent friends is what they said. And then they two absent friends. Two absent friends. They said it like five times. Two absent friends. And then they they. They zoom back and you just see just you see how short Billy Warlock really is. You're like, I'm like, is he a child? Like, what's going on here? He's like, everyone else is either like eight feet tall or he's like five foot flat. Yeah. I want, I want to also give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to GNN. Usually it's like ZNN. Oh, yeah. When it's a ZNN thing was, was, uh, was Agent Red. Oh, ZNN's yeah. also in, uh, and I watch an inordinate amount of the show, which is depressing. It, well, no, sorry, is in no way depressing, but I watch a lot of NCIS. And, ah, that is depressing. And ZNN is the I don't know who you are there. anymore. It's on Netflix. <laughs> oh, that answers it. So um, you don't use Netflix like your brother does? Just the DVD stuff? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the last person in America. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'm not so into this whole free streaming. Can you just send me some DVDs? Thank you. <laughs> like, who is this person? How old are you? And I watch NCIS. How old am I? Yeah, well. So. Just old at heart. So, yeah, that's basically it. Also, I want to give give a quick shout out to Billy D. Williams' uh, like, sidekick. Uh, this is the woman. Who oh, was yeah. one of the worst actresses I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. You could just put me up there and I would just read. Yeah. Even it would read horribly. Actually, also, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Gary Busey's XO, who was actually a better actor, but he was kind of hilarious sidekick who sat there looking confused as Gary Busey talked about uh, his stories. The dog. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He was <laughs> in like, the car. He, there's a fun fact about him, actually. I'm, let me see if, I don't think it's in the trivia, so- yeah, so Billy Warlock was a, a longtime soap act- actor. He was on a soap. I can't remember which one, but Days his of character. Lives. Is, yeah, so his character died, and the guy who murdered him was the same. It was that actor. No way on that show. Yeah, Dexter. That's his last name. Yeah, they were on Days of Our Lives together, and he was the guy who murdered Billy Warlock's character. That's crazy. That is crazy, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I think so. I think it's not so crazy when you think that probably most of this cast was filled in by from soap opera yeah. except for Billy D. Williams and Gary Busey. And even there they probably wonder, probably a bunch of them killed each other. This is where <laughs> normally you like to think that you know actors who have been in some pretty big things. I mean Billy D. Williams, Brian Song, Star Wars, yeah. Gary Busey and everything he's done, you think they could help elevate it. I think they were brought down. <laughs> it seemed like level. I feel like maybe the director was like um, do that, but like subtler. And they're like, "What? Do it, do it, but like less." And then it's like, "Okay." And he does it even less. Like, okay, well, so telling a story like this, and like, try that one, but like turn it down another notch. And it's like, I can't go any lower. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm so> confused. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I sleepwalk through this. I wonder if it was written so technically that there's just like maybe it could be not much that Gary Busey can do. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot of lines were technical, other than the stories that he told. Which I'm, yeah. I'm guessing he did that himself. Yeah, probably. He's like, "All right, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, I need to do something that I want to do here." He probably read the line, which was like, "Sometimes you just gotta, you know, go place, go places that people aren't expecting you." And he was like, "How about I tell this long-winded story about this pit bull uh, trying to catch a rope?" And the director was like, 
if it will get me through this take, yes. Like whatever that whatever you want. Yeah. Like, yeah great. Perfect. Got it. <laughs> well, well, we've we've watched a few little films and I feel like these types of films are also filmed in like a week or two. Like it's two weeks long or something. Yeah, I think this one is actually filmed in a similar time frame. Dang. If I remember from what I was reading. It's like nothing. Two weeks or something. So they probably got a take and they were like, What the fuck was that Pitbull story? And then they were like, uh, you know what? We can't do anything about it. <laughs> Damn it, Gary, you got us again. <laughs> no time. He tricked me because he was so subdued. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some ratings here. Patrick. Ooh, am I going to first? Here. This is this is your first Trial you know, by submersion fire. sub-movie. Yeah. yeah. Lay it on us. When I give it the full foot long, do I get put in the t- to read a note? The, um, yes, you, you, will are, never, you would never be on this again. Yeah. We'll, we'll find a way to edit you out of this episode. <laughs> That'd be really hard. <laughs> I'm going to give myself a little leeway down at the bottom. I will say I enjoyed the technicalities. I felt like I was, I was a learning experience despite the fact that I was falling asleep during the film. And so I'm going to give it a, a three. I'm going to give it a three, I think. Very go. good. Yeah. All right. That was a that was a mildly successful first first try for Patrick there. Yes, there we short go. but sweet. You know you can't see it, but I'm actually uh, telling Kyle right now, writing it on a, a pad of paper, like never again. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> he's not my real brother. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> a three, my God. Yeah. Uh, Brom usually goes next, but let's switch it up, Jamie. Oh my God. No. What do you think? All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to begin by saying that. Last week, I, I or for below, well, that wasn't last week. No, it was Operation two weeks Petticoat. Ago, two weeks ago for below, I think I gave below a four and a half or something like that. And there was just zero percent chance I can ever go past that. Not that I was really planning on going much past that. Mm-hmm. But I will say, having watched Agent Red and watched Stinger, this movie was technically, technically a far superior film to that. Those two yeah. films. Those Agreed. are garbage that I don't want to watch. This was actually, I watched and was like, it's a little subdued. Now, now people who like bad movies are these types of small bad movies. We're probably sitting there being like, this is boring because Busey's not doing crazy shit that I want Busey to be doing. And like, that is upsetting to me on a personal and financial level since I paid something to watch this film and I don't like it. And, uh, but like, I didn't mind it. I actually thought it was kind of interesting to watch him do like Gary Busey things, but in like a kind of a subdued way. It was very curious. I was like curious about it. I wondered when he was going to blow up. Yeah. And then, but then otherwise it was a very straightforward kind of like action adventure of sorts. And I can understand it being boring. I can understand the acting being terrible. I can understand it looking like shit. I can understand it, you know, kind of plodding along and all that. But all that being said, it is much better than it could have been. It could have been a disaster. So I'm going to give it actually higher than Patrick. Whoa. It's getting a three and a half. Oh, there we go. That was originally what yeah. I was thinking. So we're still the best twins ever. Got to go worry. with the gut, baby. Don't worry. Still best twins ever. <laughs> <laughs> Twinning. Uh, all right. Brown, you're going to go last. Oh. You're going you're to see what it's like wow. being the anchor. Okay. You're giving him an out because now he can just line it up with us. Oh, shoot. We can't Maybe kick them off. Shouldn't have done that. The only, the only thing uh, I've, I've had, I had, a, I wrote it down when I was going to give it. Oh, okay. That's he's what he's proof. saying, but we can't see him. We can't see. So him. mail that. Just mail that slip of paper to Kyle, please. So no, we, actually, with we, a photo of today's newspaper. Yeah, okay. mail. Yeah, mail a picture of yourself with that piece of paper, holding up a newspaper to Kyle's address, which is. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not going to give out your address. Thanks. I'd be. I could just bleep it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This movie. 
I, you guys have already said most of it. It didn't look great. It was just like a '90s TV action movie. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. It actually did, did feel a little TV movie-ish. Something you'd see on like uh, whatever the military channel is. Was it the like, four? I mine was from four three ra- uh, aspect ratio. Was was yours as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, acting sucked. Mm-hmm. Story was all right. At I at first when I was watching this, I thought, why is there even a sub in this movie? You know, when they were taking the SEAL team over there, I'm like mistake, terrible mistake, rookie mistake, really. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was like, all right, thank God, this is actually a sub movie now. Yeah. If I didn't like you so much, I would take this would be the opportunity where me and Patrick would combine our twin powers and start this revolution. Put, oh man, shove them and into the take torpedo. over this podcast. <laughs> Mutiny. Brom, you either with us or you're against us. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going like, to be prepared for World War Brom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, ah, I mean, my rating, I'm going to have to match Patrick. It, it's a three. Okay. We've watched a lot worse. It wasn't wasn't great. It's nothing I'm going to sit down and watch again. Yeah. I can imagine there's a little gap between this and Agent Red, which I think a lot of us gave ones and twos and stuff. Yeah. There's a little gap between this and that. Yeah. Like this is actually, there, there is a in-between where you are a bit ridiculous, but, uh, you know, not so ridiculous that you fall into Agent Red and not so like competently made that you fall towards this one. Like it's kind of like mm-hmm. a middle area. Yeah. A little, little leeway still. With, with Agent Red, you remember how many times I explained what Agent Red was? Like 5,000 times. Yeah. At least we didn't have that going on. No. They, pretty t- they turn around and be like, okay, remember, we're rescuing you because we're afraid that you're going to make chemical weapons for the Iranian government. We're like, God damn it. We know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a chemical weapons expert. <laughs> All right, Brom. What do you got? All right. Well, I dove into this movie and found out pretty quickly it was going to be a bad one. Uh, I felt like they could have... Uh, really benefited from having uh, like military consultants or something on on the movie to help you know with choreograph some of the uh, infiltration scenes and stuff like that maybe they did i'm gonna break something to you they okay. straight up had like the premier military consultant on this really like the, the guy who consults on basically any hollywood film that wants to accurately portray or i shouldn't say accurately it's the guy you go to if you want to get like the stamp of approval and to be allowed to use actual footage of navy or uh, uh, military um, stuff in it. So, like, because they had all those scenes in there, like, you know they passed the military consultation that they did. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Sorry, man. No, it's fine. It, it just didn't feel that way to me. And, I mean, I guess that sort of affects the score and where we are with it is because it didn't feel like that. It felt uh, fantasy. And uh, first half of the movie, at, as Kyle alluded to, you know, what's the sub even doing? We got the whole warehouse scene. And that felt to me like a on-rails, like arcade shooter with people just jumping out behind the crates and just spraying and praying everywhere. That's actually a pretty, that's a, that's a really nice way to put it too. <laughs> it's yes, it's it like is. one of those arcade things you play yeah. where someone like hops out and they're like, hey, I got a gun. And then you shoot the person. You're like, great. I got him. That's yeah. exactly that's exactly what it looked like. Um and then they finally get into the sub and I think that's when the the movie actually became like watchable. I think it was 
you know, on a collision course with being like a, a zero or a one, one there for a little bit. But then I think the sub, you know, add a little tension. You got the MacGyver situations where they're trying to find their way out and, you know, implement weapons and stuff. And then uh, the Gary Busey analogies really <laughs> were probably my favorite part with the dog and the car. That kind of gave you the, the the little hint of of Gary Busey that, that we know and love in there. Like, oh, he's still in there somewhere. We can see it peeking out. <laughs> and uh, that made it uh, – th- those were the most enjoyable parts for me. And I'm going to give it – and I wish I got to review it first because I'm, I'm giving it a three as well. Wow. Ooh. Look at us. We're all lining up. I wonder what – do you think Mustard Man would have given it – I bet he would give it like a one. I, I think he would probably be pretty angry at it. Zach would give yeah. it a negative score. Yeah, probably. He probably wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> he would have skipped through like, it. I gave it a zero because I didn't watch it. And his favorite part would have been something on the poster. Oh, yeah, for sure. What does the poster some... say? Let's see what the... Oh, no, no. That's in my trivia. Don't, don't okay, you worry okay, about okay. it. Yeah, yeah. I won't ruin it. <laughs> the fact that I had to scrounge around for trivia for this thing because yeah. there was no Wikipedia page and no evidence that it exists on the internet. <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah. Other than a weird Grantland article, the website, now defunct website, Grantland, had this article where it almost seemed like the person hadn't really watched the movie. They got so many things wrong about it. It was real strange. Hmm. Like little things, too. It'd be like, and he has a lucky quarter. I'm like, it wasn't a quarter. (laughs) Yeah. What? It's not something that necessarily matters. (laughs) No, but but why why are you so specific about it then? He's got a lucky coin. Why do you have to say it's a quarter when it's not? And a guy specifically says it's a 50 cent piece, like at him. Yeah. They make a joke about it. Yeah. Like, oh, is that all your dad gave you? Yeah. 50 cents. (laughs) That's how I knew it was a 50 cent coin. Come on. Anyway, should we dive into some trivia? I think we should. All right. So I had, to, I had to kind of really go deep on the credits on this guy to start getting some uh, interesting factoids and also on some of the synopses in the poster, as I alluded to. So anyways, <clears throat> so first and foremost, here's the I, uh, IMDb synopsis. All right. In this undersea thriller, a United States submarine is seized by terrorists, but a rescue attempt by an elite group of Navy SEALs goes wrong when they are captured. Now, now they must wage a silent war beneath the waves. Now... Pop quiz hotshot. Is that the plot of this film? Not at all. No, it's not. That is not the plot of this film. IMDb, what's going on here? Again, no one in the world has actually seen this movie. (laughs) Except for us. I wrote the Wikipedia page. Anyways, uh, okay. And here's the tagline from the poster for the film. A mile down, nobody can hear you scream. (laughs) Now, pop quiz hotshot. Does that have anything to do with this film? <laughs> no, it does It comes out of a book of tagline formats. It's just like, just take aliens format, like tagline and rip it off. That's like first rule of don't pay someone to make a tagline. Yeah. So IMDb synopsis begs the question, did anyone watch this film? And the tagline on the poster begs the question, did the people who made this film watch this film? Because a mile down... Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And can't hear you scream? What are you talking about? It's not a horror film. It's an action film. Right. What's going on here? Oh, my gosh. Guys, there's box art on IMDb with a different tagline, and they misspelled Gary Busey's name. Oh, Jesus. Amazing. <laughs> they spelled it with two S's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gary Bussey. Gary Bussey. <laughs> <laughs> and the tagline is, below the waves, there's only one option, escape or die. That's that's that accurate. That is an accurate tagline. Do not make fun of that tagline because that is accurate. I get yeah, it's it. way it's better. Anyway, so number two trivia. Uh, we get and this is this is again something that I mentioned uh, to you, Brom. We get no credit for Phil Strube on IMDb, uh, but from my experiences watching Behind Enemy Lines for BadMovieTwins.com, 
that's badmovietwins.com. Uh, I know that uh, he basically, if there's any military presence in a film, you have to get sign off from this guy. And it's been been that way for decades at this point. And, you know, if you have sign off from him, you can use the images. If you don't, it usually means you're portraying the military uh, in a bad light. And there's even an article like Forbes, I think, had an article, or Bloomberg had an article about how he controls Hollywood's access to anything in the military and even gets has gotten some rewrite uh, authority on some films to change Dang. plots and stuff like that. So kind of interesting. And they got his, he has a credit on there, special thanks, which means that obviously they got uh, his approval. And that's also evidence from the fact that the extensive military um, scenes that they had in this, which were reused actually. And that's my next one. So stock footage from this. So that, those military scenes were reused in four different movies. Four? Uh, four of them. But most notably the one we've already watched, Agent Red. Oh! And there's four other ones, or three other ones, which uh, I didn't even write down, but they're... A bunch of them are ridiculous garbage things. Crash, crash dive, I think, is one of them. Yeah, don't don't sell yourself short because you wrote it on the Wikipedia page. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I made sure the Wikipedia page is very accurate. The, the Wikipedia <laughs> page is, by the way, like one of it is honestly like twice as good as any Wikipedia page for a movie. Like no one gives a shit about Wikipedia. It's considerable. The one I use as reference is Universal Soldier, nice. uh, which is a major motion picture, and it is considerably better than Universal Soldiers. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah. I can't right. wait to see this. So as I said, I watched the credits, uh, you know, and combed through them for this trivia. So the submarine, I was really interested in what the submarine was. And I realized that one way I could figure out the submarine was through the credits because they usually give thanks to the people who have contributed in some way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the submarine they're on is the USS Oakland. It's identified as SSN 798 from the, all the hats that everyone's wearing. Uh, this is not, at the time, this was not a real sub identifier. Although now it is, in fact, the USS Massachusetts. It wasn't even ordered for construction in 2014 and has just started construction now. So there will be this that identifier of a submarine out there uh, in the near future. Just just in time, just in time for our war with Iran. Am I right, guys? That's right. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yes. They saw the fucking future. Um, so given the number, they would have this would have been a Virginia class, as we know now. But it was actually portrayed by a Los Angeles class submarines, which was the USS La Hala. SSN 701 and USS Portsmouth SSN 707 and that's on the Wikipedia page and everyone should know that shit wow I should actually add it to the I wonder if it's on the Wikipedia page of those submarines because every submarine has a Wikipedia page yeah they do you should add it I can't wait for someone to be like get rid of it like they edit it away <laughs> like no 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 there's no proof and I'm like it's in the credits <laughs> they just that doesn't happen they just yell at you and like this is this isn't important information. Please remove it. That's all I do. Not important information. I'm just saying. I get yelled. At, I, I add like a ton of Rotten Tomatoes links to uh, Wikipedia all the time, and the only thing anyone ever does is yell about it's already in the references. That's all I do. References. That's horseshit. You need them in those external links, man. Well, it, technically, you're not supposed to dub. Anyways, this is, this is we can do things <laughs> offline. <laughs> so okay, final final trivia. The producer of this film is Ashok Amritraj. Now, he's the producer He's the producer of some of the best bad movies of all time, right? So, which of these actors from some of his other films that he has produced would fit in this film? So, John Travolta, who started uh, the Ashok Amritraj uh, uh, film Battlefield Earth. Ooh. 
I'd like to see John Travolta on the SEAL team. Really? No. Wow. See, I would definitely say Billy, Billy Williams. D. Best Billy D. You I want him, so? I want him popping out of those Navy uh, browns. <laughs> those na- like, oh, just man. like a little overweight. You're like, ooh, they didn't do a great job in that costume. And he's kind of got like weird, some kind of weird wig. Gary Busey could <laughs> be good too. Wig on him. He's got like fake yeah. teeth and you're like, what the fuck? But Gary Busey could be <laughs> is that good his, too. Is- because you could unleash yeah, him on those, on those monologues, right? Yeah, that's true. Now, for the SEAL team, we're talking maybe Jean-Claude Van Damme, Double Impact, where he plays oh. Twinzos. Yes. Yep. I'd put him there. He's, He's also in a brand new sub-movie coming out this yeah. year. But he could also be the <laughs> real weird if he was an Iranian captain. I'd like <laughs> that. Just karate chopping people. Yeah. I don't need a gun. He, I've got these he, hands. He has that vague Brussels accent that, that you can maybe pull off for some, some yeah. foreign person. On a sub. I guess he could also be the advisor, and but he does take over the sub. Mm-hmm. And what about Chris Klein? He was the, also the uh, the producer for Street Fighter, Legend of Chun Li. Chris Klein's our main character. Yeah, right. he is one hundred percent Billy Warlock, right? Yeah, I'm having a really hard time visualizing Chris Klein. That is upsetting. Um, <laughs> just think about, about just think about the time that you watched Here on Earth, and then pick him out of that movie. Yeah, like the times that you've watched here on Earth, like a whole bunch of times. Think of that movie, and then the main character of that movie. Yeah, he's from he's from American, <laughs> American Pie. Pie. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what about Nick Cage? Because he was a producer in Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Oh man, that's Gary Busey. That's Gary Busey. Yes, and I want him to go ape shit on yes. the submarine. He probably would pull his dick out. Not really. No, Nick Cage doesn't do that shit. He's too he's too high brown. Yeah. Okay, and finally, the best character from uh, a shock amateur film, uh Ed Harris. Eddie. And what's funny is that I was like, oh, Ed Harris, I'm just going to add this in as like a little joke or whatever. And then I looked around and he actually wasn't in a shock amateur film. Oh. It was just called The Third Miracle, which no one's ever heard about. And here's the plot. The Vatican sends a priest to verify, verify some miracles performed by a woman who has been nominated for sainthood. During his investigation, the priest who is experiencing a crisis of faith rediscovers his own purpose in life. Oh, woof! I do not want to watch that film. But I've, here's 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 my opinion on uh, Ed Harris. I'm going to go with uh, captured scientist. <laughs> I don't think you understand. <laughs> no, but then, uh, then he's creating all the bombs and he's blowing people up, and he becomes like no. his character. bombs would be. Bigger, better. Yeah. In, in in this scenario, the SEAL team gets captured at the beginning of the film, and the scientist rescues them, I think, is what you're saying. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. And he, he has to rip off his... He, he's trying to get out of his like handcuffs because he's being interrogated, and in the process, he rips off his shirt, and then a bunch of oil jumps on him, probably. Anyways... Uh, let's jump <laughs> real quick, because I've been going a little overtime, joking around with my bro here, uh, to the Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. And so we can do this one real quick. Probably even my little theme song is going to be even longer than my Phantom Zone aspect of this one. Because we've already used Steel Sharks in a cycle. When I went out of my way to do the Abyss... And then not go directly to Phantom because I thought it was funny. And I use like 500 films to go around. Yeah. One of those films was still Sharks. I use Gary Busey to go to Under Siege. The dad, uh, Landry's dad from Friday Night Lights to go to Pearl Harbor and then Billy Fickner to uh, straight to Phantom. 
Dang. That's off the top of my dome, baby. It's fast. Yeah, I think your theme song is shorter than that. Shorter? My theme song's longer. Sorry. And right. I actually re-edited it, so it's it's now five minutes long. It's actually most of Phantom. <laughs> Great. Just sped up at like 20 times. Just yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time. It's, it's subs, subs, subs. World. World. Wide. Wide. All right, so in this movie, the Iranians were driving around the Russian Kilo class. Now, I do want to ask, we've never done Kilo class before? No. Or did we do a Akita ki- a class or something? Akula. Akula, we did Akula class. Or have we done that one even before? I actually don't know. I don't think we have. Yeah, it's just been not. in a movie. Yeah, I, I went through I went through a list of all the ones I did. Oh, you've already, you have the list of the yeah, ones Yeah, and oh, I was okay. like, okay, I don't want to be repeating any of these. So the Kilo class is a diesel-electric attack sub. It's mainly used for anti-shipping and anti-submarine operations. Oh, well, accurate. Mm-hmm. This was anti-sub. Built by Russia and exported all over to all sorts of different places. They're the backbone of the Russian fleet. They operate 17 of them. China operates 12, India 9, Algeria 6, Vietnam 6. Algeria 6? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Poland won, Romania won, and you got it. Iran does have three of them. Not anymore. Nope. Two are gone. (laughs) So these are actually very quiet, and they're known for their stealthiness. They're equipped with, I don't know how to correctly say this, anechoic tiles maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Which are rubber synthetic tiles that reduce sound that bounces off them from sonar, and it also kind of you know keeps them quieter. So, specs on these bad mamma jammas. Motor can generate 6,800 horsepower. It's like horses. It is. I don't have that many of my Mercury Mariner. It kind of sucks. Um, they're 242 feet long. It's surface, they can cruise along at 11 knots, submerged 19 knots. It's not that fast. No, it's not that terribly fast. I mean, it's submerged at 19 knots is okay, but the surface, 11. I feel yeah. like we had faster ones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Depth, they can... So there were little varying reports here, but 820 feet and have seen down to close to 950 feet. So Ooh. if that U.S. sub did dive to 1,000 feet, it'd Out be getting range. a little dicey. Yeah. Uh, for, well, but the U.S. sub can go down to 1,000. Yeah. So yeah, you're saying that that's that's accurate for them evading the Iranian sub. Because the Iranian sub, yeah, okay. Yeah, I probably brushed over that. Uh, <laughs> range, they can go 8,600 nautical miles while snorkeling or 400 nautical miles submerged. They can go up. For 45 days, they hold 52 people. They also have six 21-inch torpedo tubes, or the Calibre cruise missiles can be held in place of torpedoes. Hmm. And these are much cheaper than other ones we've seen. They cost anywhere between 200 to $250 million to make. I'm not sure we want one of those. I mean, that is within our budget now, like what we have on hand, liquid right. cash. But like, I'm not sure we want this. We want to... We want that Seawolf, and it's hard. I, from what I understand, it's hard to refinance our mortgage on something like this into that Seawolf mortgage. Yeah. I'm just going to go to the bank. Well, I'm just hey, saying uh, it's hard. I need to remortgage. I'm kind of yeah. in talks to purchase a submarine. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, you're refinancing <laughs> your mortgage on an already submarine. They're like, so the person at the front desk might be like what and then someone comes up like oh hey no sorry i got this this is kyle yeah. come over here to the submarine section the over here you go behind the desk right <laughs> over to the submarine <laughs> a little pool you dive into swim underneath yeah oh, thank god uh, anyways that's subs worldwide 
Loved it. Um, Mustard Man is not here. I, I told Patrick, did you get an article? I do. It's not a traditional like uh, submarine article, but I, I enjoy so maybe, it. So maybe Kyle, maybe Kyle, you can do your traditional one and he can do his little alternative one. He's really Ooh. shaking things up over here. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks real pissed. Uh, sorry, Patrick. Kyle looks real pissed right now. Yeah, He's I'm like, sweating. What? I was expecting my, I was furled. I, I was honestly expecting my own game and I'm actually kind of offended, but go on. <laughs> well, you can do your own game. I just want to talk about this one. This one's pretty impressive. It's twin time and Kyle <laughs> and twin time and Kyle. <laughs> All right. So anyways, this is new. This happened just two days ago. Oh, I, saw, I saw this one. Yeah. Yeah. If you follow us on Twitter, I post all sorts of submarine news articles because that's what I do. And this is on NavyTimes.com. A U.S. submariner lost his right hand in an industrial accident on a submarine and they had to take the submarine book it like a bat out of hell surface near spain so you know they probably weren't you know what, what the hell would they be doing near spain they're probably somewhere else <laughs> they're like we just got to get somewhere and they're able to raise up helicopter the dude off and have a spanish surgeon reattach his hand wow if I, if there's if if these movies have told me anything, he lost that hand trying to get a torpedo into that tube. Yeah, and it crushed his hand. That's where it happens, man. And then they reattached a crushed hand. It's really it's a crazy story when you think about it. Can Why you would you want to have a crushed hand reattached? No, it's crushed by a torpedo. Can anyway. you imagine though your hand cut off and you're like, it would be terrible. I'd just be looking at it and be like, holy shit, what just happened? Yeah, your hand got cut off. Mm-hmm. And I'm on a submarine. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great place to get your hand cut off. No. I'd be like, somebody kill me. We've got to do something. And I, right. would, I would do it for you. Thank you. I'd stare deep in your eyes and I'd say, I'm doing this for you. Mm-hmm. And then I'd kill you. Great. <laughs> 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 All right, whatever. Patrick, what do you have? So I have a, a story. So I, I work in uh, the, the football sphere out in Europe. That's soccer. To you, Yanks. <laughs> There's a story today about so Andre Iniesta. I'm gonna pronounce his name like that. I don't really know. It could be Iniesta. I don't know. Um, but he plays for. That sounded gonna, the exact same to me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pronounce this one correctly. Barcelona. So he he plays for that team, and he is now retiring this summer. And from Villarreal, the the football club Villarreal, he received a mini submarine, like a little tiny toy submarine, as his goodbye gift. Now, when you say a toy submarine, yes. you're saying one that he can still get into, like almost like a like one of those little cars that kids drives around in, but it's like a submarine version of that. No, it is a literal okay. toy submarine, and because oh. his nickname throughout his career was the Yellow Submarine, so he's a little yellow submarine, and I'm looking at pictures because he's because oh. his liver doesn't work and he's jaundiced or what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea why it is. Um, but yes, so I thought that was a unique when you put submarine and you go to the news section of Google. I thought that was a kind of a funny first article to come up for me. Uh, not what you would expect. Uh, not at all. And then I was going to talk about the, uh, the upcoming film expected October 26th. Uh, have you guys seen Hunter Killer? Oh, we're talking a little bit about it. Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, so I, I showed it to, to Jamie also, by the way, Hunter Killer, another name for attack submarine. So very sub worlds wide on theme today. Um, mm-hmm. Loving it, but yeah, that that storyline is just ridiculous because it's Gerard Butler, an untested American submarine captain, teams with the U.S. Navy SEALs to rescue the Russian president, who's been yeah. kidnapped by a rogue <laughs> yes. general. 
Oh, I can't wait. Just in time for Oscar season. So that's going to be great. Isn't Gary Oldman in it too? Yeah, yep. he is. <laughs> it's just like Oscar what? winner. Yeah, he just won. Yeah. That is what a, is this movie going to be well, like? Well, no, but it's a very that's old movie. It's going to be pushed to February hard. So it's going to happen. Yeah, and it's, it's based on a book. So I, I can't wait to read that. But also, from what I understand, it's been in development slash in the process of filming since like 2012. So it's been all kinds of issues Seriously? with it. Oh yeah, it's been in, it's been in hell of development. So like, I think the I think maybe Gary Oldman probably filmed it, but well before he won an Oscar, he's probably like, this isn't happening. I should just go for the gold and take all the money I can. Hunter Killer, sign me up. And then they were like, do you also want to play uh, Winston Churchill and win an Oscar? And he's like, oh, also that, but let me finish playing this other thing in Hunter Killer. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Dang, I didn't know it's been filmed for that long. There's well, all no, sorts I, of sub movies coming. I was out. I was reading about it, and the the articles in Variety about it and stuff have been forever, like years and years and years. They've been talking about this film Dang. coming out, and even they even released a new version of the book with it saying "soon to be a motion picture." That was back in like 2014 or something. That's a really long time. Yeah. Already, you know what that means. Cool stuff. All right. Rum. All right. Play that funky music, Kyle. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. It's official now. I'm finally a part of the team. Welcome to it. Thank you very much. All right, so tonight I've got a special countdown. It's going to be a little bit of a game, all right? So the theme of this countdown, we just watched a film that starred two world-class actors going toe-to-toe, Billy D. Williams and Gary Busey, just really playing off each other. <laughs> Did they even show up on screen together? No. Yeah. Oh, at the very end. Oh, at the very end. You're right. Yeah, yeah. At the very, very end, they were on the screen together. For the That's 15 funny. minutes, think about. they got them together. <laughs> yeah. I was say, it actually is funny that they even had them together. It's probably the overlapping like hour that they were on set together. They're yeah. like, okay, we got to do this final scene. <laughs> oh, wait. You guys are both here? Let's just get a shot with yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, Get over here. So we've talked about this topic before where we've had two awesome actors, you know, on screen, not tongue in cheek like I was with Gary Busey and Billy Dee Williams, but with like Denzel and Gene Hackman and Crimson Tide, Harrison Ford and Liam Neeson and K-19, The Widowmaker. Sometimes you see these movies, it's not even a sub movie, you just wonder like how do they choose like who to list first in the credits? Who, Who do they list first on the poster? So that is our countdown tonight it is what i'm calling the face-off countdown nice. and num- number five is face-off 1997 action thriller i want each of you to tell me who you think was first on the poster john travolta or nick cage um uh, i think cage john travolta travolta all right, one point to Kyle and jamie john yes. travolta was listed first i could tell i mean he it just it's his good side of his face Travolta <laughs> would never have the other side of his face on well, that poster. I, I was mainly thinking, wasn't that right? It was like right after he won the Oscar, right? The Cage. Yes, it yeah. would have been pretty close to. So I thought won, maybe they were going Oscar. for that big punch. Yeah, but at the same time, I think Travolta had won an Oscar. It's just one that he made himself. <laughs> and it was pretty close to Pulp Fiction, which was his like renaissance. Oh, that was his comeback. That's that true. was his comeback yeah. for sure. All right, number four. Tango and Cash. Got Sly Whoa. Stallone. Sly Stallone versus Kurt Russell. Who's first? Sly. Yeah. It's Sly. Kurt Russell. 
All right, one point to Jamie and Patrick. Oh. We're, we're, it's a little che- it's a little cheating because me and me and Patrick have a ongoing character on badmovietwins.com where we're Rich and Poe. We're a a, a, a police uh, <laughs> duo, uh, odd couple duo. <laughs> hard, of sorts. hard-boiled det- uh, LAPD detectives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're we're don't play by any of rules. Uh, let's just be clear about that. And I'm pretty close to retirement about ten days. And we know the poster like the back of our hands. <laughs> I have a I have a coffee mug where where yeah, our too. our faces are replaced like replace their faces and it says Rich and Poe. So. Yeah, like I have a cu- a mug that I have at my house of this poster, <laughs> except with my <laughs> face on it instead. <laughs> That'll do it. All right, number three, one of my favorite movies, Three Ten to Yuma, the two thousand seven reboot with Russell Crowe and Christian Bale. I'm going Crow. It is. It's got to be Crow. Crow. Yeah, that is correct. One point to everybody. Number two, The Mexican, starring Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts. Oh, it's going to be Pitt, in my opinion. Julia Roberts. Pitt. One point to Kyle. No! Julia oh Roberts. I was See, convinced the, thing is, I knew, the sexism I knew, was going to do it. I was going to say, that's exactly what I was thinking. I <laughs> knew that Julia Roberts was the bigger star, but I said Hollywood wouldn't put her first. They'd put Brad Pitt. And you know what? Pie in my face or whatever the phrase is. <laughs> that's not the phrase. <laughs> what is it? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. My, yeah, I'm not boy, sure is I'm my face right? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> New phrase. Pie in my face. Pie in my face. A- a- egg, in, egg in your face. Egg in your oh, face. Oh, that's an egg. Sorry. There you go. Oh, I couldn't think of it. I was like, I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> you didn't hold right. back. I did not. Uh, and finally, number one, and we got a tie here. Yeah, Kyle and Jamie at locked in at three. This is a real. This is a really good one. I had my coworkers help me with this. We got Catch Me If You Can, Tom Hanks and Leo DiCaprio. I'm going to say Tom Hanks is such a huge actor. So is DiCaprio. These are probably the two biggest actors, I'd say, in Hollywood, if not all time. This is a lot of dead air right now. Patrick, you want to <laughs> jump in here? You guys are deep in the tank. I'm waiting because I, if you guys both guess the same one, I can guess the opposite and maybe tie. There you go. Good strategy. I'm going to say DiCaprio. Really? I'm going Tom Hanks. Ah, shit, Tom Hanks. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lone winner. Team Kyle. Oh! Oh! How is that possible? Because Tom Hanks is chasing DiCaprio. You'd think they would have put Tom Hanks first. Anyways. DiCaprio's on the left-hand side of the box, though, and Hanks is chasing him. Oh. They got DiCaprio's name oh, first. Oh, it's going right the other direction. direction. I thought it was going yeah. left to right. The mental That's image horseshit. that you have is, needs That's to horseshit. be reversed. We live in America. We read left <laughs> to right. You are chasing left to right. What is true. Asshole. That's oh, true. you're right. There it is. God damn it. Look at that poster. <laughs> it's so blurry. I know. It's a How terrible poster. How did that ever get they should really, I think it would be better if they just switched it around. So left to right. <laughs> so then, I don't get it. I don't really get it at all. This is a terrible poster. Congratulations, Kyle. You have won face off. I do not accept this. Yes. I don't accept this victory. I think this was this was a, a cheap trick. You gave fed him the answers, and that's how we do this bullshit. Whatever. And anyways, <laughs> Tango and Cash, I know that poster. You know I that. know that poster. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud 
and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.